from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're recording this uh, remotely as we are still under the COVID-19 restrictions here in the Northern Virginia area, Uh, but it's so good to be able to do this and to share with you our podcast episodes uh, every week. Thank you for your faithful listening. We've got some good stuff today. We're going to talk about the June issue of The War Cry, and with me is our illustrious Editorial Director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Hey there, Colonel Foley. Thank you so much for this opportunity to discuss our work in support of the mission of the Army. And thank you for your leadership in this. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, all that you do behind the scenes. It's just amazing. You've been with the Salvation Army for three plus decades and with with this uh, publication. And you've seen its evolution and where we're at right now. This is a really, really good issue. We'll talk a little bit. We'll drill down a little bit more into it. We also want to thank over working all the knobs and doohickeys and the cuts and the edits, our, our producer of the Fight for Good podcast, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello there. Everything is well on your side of the planet, I am assuming. You bet it is. It's awesome. See, that's one thing, my friends. If you ever talk to our producer, Elizabeth, you will find that she is genuinely happy and content and filled with joy. So we're, we're excited about that. She keeps us going, and she works the magic uh, of trying to keep these podcasts uh, together. So thank you, Elizabeth, for all that you're doing. Oh, you betcha. Well, on this issue, we have about five things that we want to point out uh, to you. The first is... We have, starting with the June issue, and it will run through July and August, I, I think. I don't. I, maybe we go into September. But we have a section that we call the Call of God, and we emphasize uh, a, a testimony uh, from one of the four training colleges of a, a, of a cadet, a second-year cadet that will be a newly commissioned officer, uh, so we have uh, the testimony of uh, Kelly Melfi. Um, Jeff, was there anything about her testimony that kind of popped out to you? Quite remarkable. She struggled with uh, some uh, challenges with her mother's health <clears throat> and also with, um, she admits to a, a struggle with addiction. And she would pass uh, the Salvation Army on her way to work, you know, every day and not really recognize it. But then they got a letter from the Salvation Army in their home, what they had never heard of. Um, And somehow the Lord impressed upon her to pursue that, to go in those doors and find out what it's all about. And there she found a a wonderful, welcoming community of believers. And that that just opened doors for her into ministry and to become an officer. It's really quite a story. And contrasting with that, we have, you know, a, a, a new officer just starting out, uh, with her family. And that's, uh, you know, as a former training principal, the Western territory, it's always exciting, you know, to, to see the, the cadets, the transformation that happens to them in the 22 month training process. And then when they get their commission and they get that first appointment, and then they go out 
I mean, it's a, it's a whole new adventure. And contrasting that, we have our, our current national commander, commanders, uh, commissioners uh, Dave and Sharon Hudson uh, on the cusp of retirement. Um, the, as we're recording this, they're pretty much already on their way uh, uh, as they've left the building, so to speak, here in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, to do their vacation. And then they'll uh, ride off into their sunset um, of vacation in, or not vacation, of retirement in Phoenix, Arizona. So we have a uh, you did a, a marvelous job interviewing them. And uh, were, th- were there any kind of outstanding thoughts on, on your interview with the Hudsons? We focused on the uh, importance of scripture in this issue. Uh, the cover line is, your word is a light for my path. I think every home in America practically has a Bible. Um, sometimes we take it for granted. But Commissioner Hudson in his editorial says, it was through scripture I learned of God's unconditional love, acceptance, and desire to forgive me. So I thought that was really a, a compelling statement. He also, in his interview, says, uh, to the Army, uh, the Salvation Army, runs toward need, and it's in the Army's DNA. So he explores some of those themes in his uh, interview, which uh, we did, and it was uh, really good to speak with him. He was quite uh, personable in it. It's interesting the way that they had to end their Salvation Army uh, active officership, kind of basically quietly exiting. Usually when we have uh, a national leader retire, there's a little bit of a, a little bit more, I don't want to say fanfare, but a little bit more of a public acknowledgement of that. So we've tried to do our best with the war cry to call out these two servants of God who have been faithful and many people that know them and have encountered them know that, you you know, we had really authentic, uh, we had the real deal with the Hudsons and, and we're grateful to God for their ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they reflect on 45 years of service and they're very humble people, you know, it's not like we're featuring a personality profile of celebrities. They're just very down to earth and very practical in their approach to ministry. And it comes through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I've said this before and people that know me, you know, I, my, my paths have, have crossed with the Hudson's on several occasions uh, professionally and twice he was my boss, you know, obviously in this position. And when I was a training principal, he was the chief secretary out West. Uh, so I've worked with him, but also personally, I've known him, you know, as a friend uh, for over three decades. And, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're just, they're great people. I'm grieving uh, them leaving, but, uh, you know, happy trails to them. And they've been very, very faithful. Imagine doing this for 45 years, you know, doing this kind of work. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. So you you did a good uh, did a good interview with them. So we would want to encourage our readers to look at that. Now, one of the things our readers need to our listeners need to know, and our readers is that we we work on themes. We work off of a theme, and we we kind of once a year have a powwow, and we're we're going to be doing that real soon here to powwow on twenty twenty one themes. But one of the themes that came up for us was the role of scripture in our lives. And, you know, how, you know, we in the Salvation Army believe in the inspiration of God's word and God's word is so important. And we're living in kind of biblically illiterate times. Even people in the church um, kind of don't know scripture. And yet there's so many different ways to get engaged uh, 
with with the scripture. And you have um, a couple of articles uh, on on this. Uh, one of our favorite authors is Bob Hostetler, and uh, <laughs> he he uh, he gave us the title "Quit Reading the Bible," and uh, we put that on the front. That's not not clickbait. Uh, but maybe it is. Uh, yeah. Tell the readers a little bit about uh, Bob's uh, article about quit reading the Bible. What question mark? You know what that's about. Yeah, he's uh, certainly provocative in his headline, but he makes a really good point. I think didn't Jesus say that he accused the people of his day when he was uh, walking the earth that you search for me in Scripture, but you don't do not find me. I mean, yeah. To recognize that God's words last forever, it endures forever, <clears throat> and that God uses it to communicate with us <clears throat> in, a, in a very practical way um, means to treat Scripture as a essentially as a love letter. And I think that's what Bob drives home in his article. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, Scripture is. Uh, Certainly many come to the Lord just simply by reading scripture because God uses his word to penetrate the heart. And it's the the Holy Spirit directs us to Jesus and uses the words to do so. So we have that article by Bob, which uh, should encourage people to move forward with scripture. One of the, one of the great um, aspects of my job is, is to meet different people and, and I encountered uh, for the first time in my life this lovely man of God, a retired officer, uh, Major uh, Herbert Lund, who has written, uh, he's written book on, books on holiness, and, and uh, he's in his 90s, and he continues to write and study, and, and uh, you know, he writes me a note of encouragement now and then. I love it, Jeff. When I get notes from retired officers like him who say, you know what, I, I prayed for you today. And, I, I, you know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. there's a couple of prayer warriors, you know, for me out West that will drop me a note now and then. And I just love that. So um, I struck up a, a conversation friendship with Major Lunn, and uh, he submitted an article to us. And it's, it's called his, his My Strange Love Affair with the Bible. And it's a really, really warm and quick uh, read. It is, and he he's very, um, de- you know, <clears throat> he he admits to struggling to understand scripture and, and how he questions it, and uh, how can it all be? Is it all equally inspired? Um, and he goes on to detail how <clears throat> he came to terms with the fact that it's written at a certain time and place, and to understand the context is important. But at the same time, he has uh, relied on scripture throughout his life. And, and grown through it um, in his understanding. And he's a dear man, obviously. And yeah, you're right. Those people out there who remain true to the faith all those years and pray for others, God bless them and love them. We uh, had uh, a wonderful opportunity to have Lieutenant Colonel Dean Henson uh, be uh, on our podcast and be a contributing writer to our Bible studies. Uh, which every issue of the work right, we have a Bible study, and I get letters from people that say, you know, thank you for that. I'm keeping those, and I'm going to use that for my uh, my own study or a group study that they have. Uh, we have we have a core that use the work right for their Sunday school curriculum. 
um, which we're really pleased. So we're grateful for uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dean Henson's uh, final contribution uh, with his series on gardening with God. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, he did a good job with that. And um, he's a very clear writer, you know, and he doesn't mince words. He brings you right to the heart of what God's saying. Speaking about uh, the Bible, um, there we have a, a, a little ad um, from our partners uh, from Tyndale Publishing who have a, a brand new, uh, I don't want to say it's a version or it's a translation, but maybe it's another approach um, to, to read the scripture. It's, the, um, it's called the Immerse Bible Reading experience. Uh, Jeff, what, what could you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, they, they uh, have removed um, the use of chapter and verse numbering in the scripture was not the way it was originally created, written. Uh, and they, this Bible harkens back to the early days of scripture when much of it was presented orally or, or read in groups. Um, as a story, as an evolving story, as a continuing story. So this Immersed Bible, uh, the different books that they produced, which includes, uh, I think it's John and um, the Prophets, etc. It, it reads as a story without the interference of those that numbering. Of course, the numbering in the chapter and verse is useful in, in, for us, but this is a new approach that harkens back to the early days of Scripture, and I think it's very approachable. So yeah, it's it's a it's a neat project. We uh, devote two pages in our scripture uh, in our scripture in our war cry uh, <laughs> to uh, our friends uh, and and fellow salvationists uh, from uh, that that are you know from uh, Spanish speaking, um, and we have Commissioner William Francis has. Uh, is our ongoing contributor to Yo Soy. Jeff, we mentioned it last month. I'm just very excited still. Uh, I'm just so thrilled about how our, our team has uh, laid out. We've, we've had some pretty hard discussions about that particular section and uh, some you know pushback that we had from the field. And I hope people um, can appreciate uh, the care that has gone into it. And also the fact that there's a prayer of salvation in Spanish. People now can just, you can just point to somebody who maybe English isn't their, their strong suit and maybe Spanish is, and you have right there. And we're, we're pledged to have this in every issue, the, the prayer of salvation that to me, that's just very, very exciting. Yeah, and that's a great series he's written on uh, the I am statements of Jesus, Commissioner Francis. So it certainly merits, you know, good setup in the publication. And yeah, we look forward to people using it. Also, one one other feature I'd like to uh, point out we we did a podcast uh, with her, and we're 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 so grateful for the work in the the core values section that major Lisa Davis has, has given to us. And she, she put something up on her Facebook, uh, uh probably about a month or so ago. And I kind of called her out on, I said, you need to, we need to write that on that. And so she does a, a great thing about, uh, sanctified media, social media. And it's interesting because, you know, like 
um, we, we may not see it to the degree, but like a celebrity, for instance, can go and post something and everybody is ready to either cancel them or point out something or say something derogatory and very hurtful. There was a very popular uh, female uh, wrestler in Japan. She's only 22 years old. And she it sounds like she took her own life because she just could not um, put up with the bullying that came and the shaming that came for her uh, online. And, and the authorities in Japan now are looking at ways to uh, try to uh, prosecute people that are doing this cyber bullying. I really love what... Uh, what major Davis says here, you know, in regards to just making sure that your social media posts really kind of reflect the heart of God, especially uh, as we get closer to, you know, the, the political times. I find myself, Jeff, like I, I, I've been very frustrated and I've wanted to kind of lash out about different things, you know, Mm -hmm. things that have irritated me during the, the COVID. And I've, Sometimes I put something up and then I was like, uh, after about 20 seconds, I was like, nope, I got to take that <laughs> off, you know. So uh, you, you've worked with uh, Major Davis in the in her past before she was an officer. She was, uh, I think she was on our staff. Well, no, when she was an officer, right? I think she was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. She was. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did the Young Salvationist. Um it was very bright, and uh, you know, social media can be so incendiary, and it's so easy to get into that vein, and you know, and it, it plays on our emotions. And you know, talk about scripture in this issue. Here's Major Davis saying, quoting Philippians two three, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit; rather, in humility, value others above yourselves." not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Uh, so that's kind of uh, counterintuitive when it comes to social media. So her point's well taken. Well, we're grateful for the, the uh, she's, I think she's going to be in one or two more uh, issues uh, with us. And, uh, and then, you know, we're, we're rotating people in and out. We're looking forward in the fall to introducing major Annalise Francis, uh, who's the administrator of the Ashland, uh, Ohio Croc Center uh, as our new core values person. Um, so we're we're grateful for um, Major Davis's uh, contributions. Also, we might want to add as uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dean Henson makes his way out the door, we have a new contributor starting with uh, our Bible study starting in July, and that's Lieutenant Colonel uh, uh, Dan Jennings, who is a very scholarly and godly man. Uh, him and his wife are divisional leaders. I think it's a now it's the northern division of the central. Uh, they're moving to North Dakota, Minneapolis. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. The last thing we want to do is is talk uh, a little bit um, on our uh, millennial section. We did a podcast with uh, our uh, the assistant to the editorial director, uh, Michelle Caceres, who uh, is responsible for our millennial section. Jeff, uh, we've seen this section just really blossom and, and develop. What what can you tell our listeners a little bit on the insight that, that goes to, to uh, you know, to, to put this particular part of the work right together? Well, yeah, it's quite, uh, I mean, Michelle is really, deep into the world of influencers among millennials and those who are being um, making a, a difference for Christ. 
so she's first of all reaching out to them, establishing a relationship with them, setting up interviews with them, explaining what our mission is, and often these influencers are more than happy to be associated with the Salvation Army. And this this one with Amanda Carpenter on forcing a fostering a family is a case in point because she is so passionate about being not only being a foster mother um, and how she's dedicated her life to that and knew from early ages she wanted to do that because she came from a rough background growing up. She knows what it is to be hurting as a child. But she also wants to see the foster system itself reformed. And she finds things like racial bias predominant in it and, uh, you know, concern for those kids caught up in that foster system. So, you know, hats off to Michelle for finding this uh, person for our uh, for our readers. That's fantastic. Well, is there anything else uh, of this issue that you would like to point out for our readers to consider? Well, there is a uh, there is a note about a new book coming out, which is uh, "Rest for the Rest of Us," which I think uh, Colonel Foley, you know something about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we we probably should talk about that one of these days. Is that that uh, it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. I'm 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 like uh, somebody told me once. You know, everybody has a book in them. You know, everybody should have the opportunity to write that book. And uh, that certainly uh, was uh, was the case here. So that uh, it's an interesting, very short read. Uh, it's only, I think uh, our editor, Alex, said that it's, it's down to about 88 pages. So, you know, it should take somebody maybe 20 seconds to read. But <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's actually... Um, it's it's a narrative, a personal narrative of a uh, of the doctoral study I did based on it was called the the Sabbath and the Salvationists, and I, I explored the the problem in our organization or any kind of social activist organization at times how uh, we miss the balance uh, between rest, play, and work. Um, and it was a kind of a labor of love that I've uh, spoken on and, and taught on and, and continue to think on. So it's uh, it's very exciting. But well, that's coming out mid July, and uh, we're we're very excited. I'm grateful to Jeff, you and uh, who you and Major Swain were two voices of really editing and and helping me along the way. It's it's not easy to write a book, but. It's it's a lot easier when you surround yourself with people that you can listen to and and you know trust and so thank you for that. So certainly, certainly, and we should mention one more thing. We did we do include in this issue, of course, ongoing coverage of the army's response to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and we looked for stories that show the army reaching out in new ways. Um, we also highlight some of the partnerships that we have. Uh, the Army has established with uh, Feeding America, the Lilly Foundation, Anheuser-Busch, eBay, AT&T, Haynes, the UPS Foundation, and many others, Sinclair Foundation Group, um, Broadcast Group. So that's an ongoing story. And we've actually asked uh, the field for stories about how the Army is impacting those who might not have known who, what, who or what the Salvation Army is about before this pandemic and who've actually either volunteered with the army or benefited from its services. So we're looking forward to getting stories in that, in that regard from the field. 
we really, really are pushing for that. And some of that will come out in the July issue and, and stories going on. Uh, I'm particularly always interested in to find out where the war cry went. You know, we, we know the war cry went in a lot of food boxes and maybe uh, some of our, our listeners are, are recipients of, of that uh, food box that came at the right time uh, when the cupboards were low. Um, there's no shame in that. And, uh, we're, we're just, uh, we're, we're excited that our, our magazine could be a support and, and a help to many on the field. Well, that's going to end this episode of the fight for good podcast. We thank you for listening. We encourage you to subscribe to fight for good, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the war cry and peer magazines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. We also encourage you to promote the podcast, the Fight for Good podcast, on your own social media feeds. Tell your friends. And we hope that this is uh, uh, some words of encouragement for you. Read the war cry. Sell the war cry. uh, Distribute the war cry. Don't throw the war cry away, but get it into the hands of people that may need these messages of hope and joy and inspiration. So, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.